You ready to receive? You ready to receive? Let's honor Pastor Tim Martinez right now. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you saw him when I was walking up here and he said, we're going to hug. We're going to hug. He was preparing me and thank you so much, Pastor Matthew. <laughs> I was like, we're, we're going in for the hug. We're going in for the hug. How amazing God has been this morning, right? And just to know his goodness and his kindness. I was back there in the back getting ready in the prayer room and our prayer team is just, they're on fire and they're ready to go for today. I'm ready to release them at the end of service to just pray for you. Cause it's just, Holy Spirit is just doing some amazing things and we're just partnering with him. And rather you're, for those of you that are here, those that are watching online, we get to partner with him because he loves us. He cares for us. He wants to see us fulfilled. He wants to see our purpose come to pass. He wants to see us build with him. I was, I was in the back and of course, like as always, again, I got prayer and then um, I actually had a really big cup of coffee because we have a, a brand new baby at home. So um, yeah, she's, she's awesome and amazing. Uh, she's at home right now with, with Ez, with mom and uh, just keep her in your prayer. She's got a little bit of that baby congestion going on and uh, uh, you'll hear more, but it's just been so amazing. Again, thank you so much to everybody that's helped us and prayed with us. And my sister-in-law, I give props to my sister-in-law, Becky. Uh, she has come through. She has literally, without us calling, because she knew that Ezzy, her sister, would tell her no. Um, she just came over to the house and just cleaned for us and took care of us and took care of our other kids. And so I just honor Becky and Akeem for doing that. Love them so much. And um, it's just been, it's been such a blast, but I had a cup of coffee. It was the biggest one. It was as strong as I could make it at home. Um, and so because of that, I had to go to my office and get my uh, emergency toothbrush. And um, I'm really sorry, Fallon, but I think I actually left it in the front office. So I'll get that after we're done here. And so, but I got, I got to go back and I'm, I'm praying and I'm walking in the prayer room and I'm going over my notes and going over my notes and and I'm like, okay, one last time, one last time, Jesus, one last time. As I make one last circle, I got to get out there for worship. And I want to just, just one last time. And the father just said, I've already done it with you. We've already talked about it. You've already prepared. And it's already down deep in here. I'm telling you, if I'm going to ever preach a message, this message is right here. It's going to, it's hit me between the eyes. It's got to my heart. And I hope that today when you leave, it's going to do the exact same thing for you. Because what I believe this morning is what the Father is doing is exactly what Pastor Matthew said, that we come together because he wants to raise us to the next level. It's not that any should perish or that any of us should stay where he found us, but that we should be able to rise to the challenge, rise to what he's got for us. We believe full-heartedly that to equip and empower you to fulfill your purpose in Christ. Today, there's a calling that says, come higher with me. Come sit with me so that I can show you what I wanna do in your life. Come sit with me so I can show you what I wanna do in your family. Man, it's strong, can you feel it? Like, I just feel it so strong. Like it's been this prayer of mine as of late, like God, I wanna sit with you even more. And I always wanna sit with you. I wanna hear your heart. I wanna, I wanna know your thoughts. I wanna know exactly when you say go, go. When you say hear, hear, turn, turn. Like I want it to be so quickening of the spirit within me, God, that I wanna be just whatever your will is, Father, I wanna do. 
And I believe that that's what he's calling us to this morning as we, as we come together. It's not just what can it be for me, but what can he do in me and through me? Because I believe this morning when he works in us, it's because he wants to renew us so that he can work through us. There's been a lot of times I've always believed that he's just working in me for me. No, he's working in me so he can work through me. And that's what he's doing this morning. He wants to work in us. Worship is so amazing and powerful as we come together, but he doesn't just wanna work in us. It's like the Bible teaches that when we, we, be, we, we count it as pure joy when things start to come against us because we know that when we, when we endure because of what he has done, he's going to raise us up to the standard and to the level that he has for us. And it's just been, it's been amazing to do. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself in my notes. So I wanna kinda come back for a moment, but it's just been so amazing um, to, to be with my family. This has been an, an awesome time with the baby. Um, it's been an awesome time with, with my other kids. I've actually got to spend more one-on-one -on -one time now um, with, with my other kids than normally. Cause I try not to be, uh, obviously for what I do here at the church to I'm just walking into the door. I'm, I'm dad, I'm husband. Um, the past few weeks I've been chef. Um, I've been, you know, vacuuming and doing my things. That's why I said, I'm so thankful for my sister-in-law because I didn't have to do the vacuuming this week. Um, she took care of it and I just been so thankful for it. Um, and you know, and it's just been this, this time that I've just begun to spend with the father. Um, you know, I did this, I, I normally try to prepare and get everything set to what's gonna be said and what's gonna be done. And, and throughout the week, there's always tasks, right? There's just things, they pull on you, they, that, you know, you walk through, you walk through, if you're working at a job or you're doing anything, um, there's always things that just pull on you. And so um, Thursday I came into the office trying to, I was thinking in my mind, like I've got, I've got enough to do. I've got some things to take care of. And it was like thing after thing, after thing, after thing, task after task. And, and I go to leave, leave there and I'm like, Lord. So I end up texting my sister-in-law and say, can you come over tomorrow and spend a couple hours with your sister? And I just need to go to the church. And I came here, I got into the prayer room and it was like, Actually, I was trying to get into the youth room where my office is at. And if you haven't seen it yet, Riley Forsyth has done an amazing job of the, of the drawing out the lion tribe. It says King on there. If you haven't seen it, uh, Pastor Matthew and Tessa have, have posted online. Um, and, and if you get the chance, go to the gym, you'll see it in there. Um, and so I go in there and she's painting. So I'm like, well, I don't wanna bother her even though she's got her headphones on. So I'm like, I don't wanna bother her. So I check in with her. I come into the, to the uh, sanctuary and um, start doing things in here. But we've been redesigning some of the other rooms. So there was some stuff in here. And so, um, but also too, there are people just going every which direction. So I'm like, you know where I'm gonna go? I'm gonna go to the prayer room. Nobody else is in there except Holy Spirit. And, and so I go in there, I turn everything on and the computer won't turn on. And I'm like, Lord, come on. <laughs> so of course I started to pray, but then I made the phone call to the amazing Jared. And I was like, Jared, please help me. <laughs> and he did. And he walked me through of, of getting the computer turned on and I turned it on. And I only, I only wanted to be here a couple hours because again, with family and things, you, you, you know, you have a time crunch. And so I, got, I pulled out my laptop, I pulled out the Bible, I pulled out everything, I laid it all out there. So that way I could just have everything. I even got myself a soda, wasn't an energy drink. Um, I already downed that on the way in. So um, I got a, got a soda, put it out. And I was like, Lord, just speak to me. And I found myself on the floor in the, in the prayer room, on my face, just praying. And I was like, Lord, say something. 
say, I want you to speak to me, speak to me. And as soon as I opened up my mouth, I instantly just started speaking in tongues. And when I actually got up off the floor, it had been almost three and a half hours that I found myself in there. And now please, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to, to lay some foundation here, that it was, it, I'm, I'm, take, I'm, I, I'm taking today very serious. I'm taking it so serious. Every time we get the chance to be able to come and speak to you and speak from the platform, I take it serious. But what I was reminded of Pastor, Math, Pastor Matthew's message a few weeks ago, uh, of quit doing it of your own self and allow Holy Spirit to work in you and through you. And I started to, to, to come together and, and it's been this message that's kind of been burning in my heart. And so that's how I wanna start today. That's what I wanna give to you, if that's okay. Just what I feel like the Father's just been feeding me and doing with me, especially as we're getting ready to come into tribe conference this week. Um, you know, as we're getting things prepared, it's just so amazing to know the team is getting ready. In fact, today, the team, we meet at one o'clock in the youth room so we can go after what God's gonna do this week and, and go after things. And so, um, but I, but I wanna start off here uh, with Matthew chapter seven, verse 24 through 29. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's on the screen for you. Hannah does such an awesome job of getting those on there for us. In Matthew chapter seven, verse 24 uh, through 29 in the New Living, it says, anyone who listens to my teaching, this is actually red letter teaching, okay? This is Jesus speaking. He's on the sermon, uh, on the, um, doing the Sermon on the Mount. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock, Though the rain comes in torrents, which is like a really like strong rain, um, and, the, and the flood waters rise and the, wind beat, the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it um, is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Verse 28 says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the, crowd, the crowds were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority, real authority, quite unlike the teachers of the religious law. It's funny, I get into the prayer room and they instantly start praying Holy Spirit authority over me. And I'm like, dude, I heard that verse like just constantly hitting that it was authority. And so um, I gotta tell you this story, it, it's, Bear with me for just one quick second. And it's, has anybody ever heard of Bob the Builder? Oh man, a lot more hands than I expected. All right. Um, Bob the Builder, obviously it's a British animated show, TV television series. The series that follows the adventures of Bob, a general contractor. He specifies in masonry along with his colleague, Wendy, various neighbors and friends and equipment and even their, their uh, work vehicles. The series was basically run from 99 to 2011, from 1999 to 2011. I realized I just said 99, but I need to preference with the 1900s, right? 1999. Um, in each episode, Bob and his group would help with renovations, constructions and repairs and with other projects as needed. The show emphasis conflict resolution, uh, operations, social and various other learning skills. Bob's catchphrase is, can we fix it? <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. <laughs> so can we fix it? Yes we, yes, we can. That was Bob's catchphrase. You guys are amazing. And I started thinking about these verses as they were coming to me and that TV show, the kids TV show came to me. Yes, I'm a father of five. And so I do watch a lot of kids TV show and I have to be truthful. Even when they go to bed, I still watch those kid TV shows. 
Okay, I'm just gonna be real. Like I still watch We Bear Bears when they have all gone to bed. Um, so anyways, can we fix it? And so, and, and yes, we can. And as I was preparing for today's message, the, the, the sermon title that I wanna start off with uh, that, I, that I wanna give to you this morning is Bob is not my builder. Bob is not my builder. Now this will all makes sense in a few minutes. So please just stay with me. Don't think I'm trying to boycott the TV show. I'm just telling you, Bob's not my builder. Matthew chapter seven, we see that there are building blocks that Jesus starts to preach from, that he's doing from the Sermon on the Mount. It's not just chapter seven, but this is where we're gonna dig in deep a little bit with some of the things that, he has, that he's teaching us. But your homework this week is to go back and read chapters five, six, and seven, because that's really where the whole entire sermon starts off with in chapter five. It's all red letters. It, it begins with the Sermon on the Mount and he starts off with the Beatitudes. Anybody know where I'm at with that? And so he, he begins to do, if you don't know, it's really a great, awesome opportunity for you to go back and read. And I believe that um, The Chosen, the TV show there, they actually did a really good job when they put together the, what it would, could look like when Jesus did the Sermon on the Mount. And so we break into chapter seven and all this is red lettering, meaning Jesus is talking. And there's some things in here that I wanna just kind of portray to you. I wanna try to uh, uh, talk with you a little bit about that I believe what God is doing today is putting some building blocks together for us. That it's not Bob the builder because it's not from my own strength, but it's what Holy Spirit can do within me. It's not what I believe has to be. It's not from a book that I read or, a, or a, a, a leadership devotional book, but it's actually when I put the word of God that I listen to him from his physical word that I dig in deep with, or it's even his, his actual physical word that, I, that I, I lay out flat on the floor just saying, God speak because I wanna hear. And it wasn't just in the prayer room, please don't take it as like, oh, Pastor Tim, I gotta get to the prayer room, which that's awesome. I'm telling you, the Wednesday morning prayer team does an awesome job and that, that room has just been baked with prayer, okay? But it's also when you get home, my wife is so amazing and, and I, I'm doing my best to make sure that I also give her breaks and trying to help her be a good husband, be a good father um, and, and do the things. But I, I asked her, I said, babe, I just need a couple hours um, uh, to myself in the room. And I put on my noise canceling headphones and I lay out on the floor and about 30 seconds in, she's tapping me with her foot, asking for some help. And so um, I help her out, I get back to the floor. And again, all that can end up coming out is just my heavenly language because I'm, I'm seeking his will, I'm seeking his purpose, I'm seeking his plan. And when that ends up happening, I may not know what to pray, but the Bible says that the Holy Spirit that lives within me can come out of me because it knows what to say. Why? Because I'm trying to build, I'm trying to be Bob the builder. I'm trying to put the blocks together myself. I'm trying to gather and make it happen myself. But really what God is saying is, Bob's not your builder, I am. He, 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 Bob's not your builder, I am. I'm the one that puts the bricks together. And so I wanna go through a couple different things uh, in chapter seven. I'm not gonna make you turn there, but again, five, six, and seven are your homework. Here's all the different things that he lists out. Um, it goes into various, various things that Jesus starts to talk about from the Beatitudes to how we should pray and fast to how we should treat others. But in chapter seven, there's a few key things that I wanna talk to you about that he does here. The number one thing he starts off with is he says, don't judge others, you'll be treated how you treat others. Jesus begins to talk about, he says, if we don't take care of the log in our eye before taking care, uh, we need to take care of the log in our eye before we take care of the speck in our friend's eye. We're only to judge by, by not of our own standards, but we're to judge by the standards of this book. 
Because if I'm trying to judge off of my own standards, it ends up becoming, for, uh, can I put it this way? Let's put it, let me break it down to you for like this. When I was having an issue with my son this week and we were talking about some things, I started saying what I wanted as a father, what I wanted him to act like, be like, do this and that. But I realized when I stopped and I stopped talking for a quick second and we're sitting in the car together, I finally stopped and said, you know what, dude? Let's pray for a minute. Let's stop because right now I'm a little angry. You're really upset and I'm not doing my proper place. Let's pray about this. So we started praying and then I said, you know what? What does the word of God say about this situation for right now? And we started talking about it and I started talking to him about, well, the Bible talks about this and the Bible says this and the, why? Because that's the standard. That's the brick that we wanna put into our life. Jesus is talking in the Sermon on the Mount and he says, we don't want it to be where we, where we look at, we look at can, I, can, I, can I put it to you this way? He says, be careful because you see the log in your eye and you're, you're not seeing the log in your eye, but you're seeing the speck in the others. It, it started to kind of, I, I was sitting here kind of mowing over and chewing on this verse for a few minutes. It's like, I wonder if it's not just because it's a log, what if it's a speck, but because the perspective is it's right here. The perspective is it's right here. What if it's still a speck because the Lord can do amazing and powerful things. When he wants to take out some things, he does it. But what if in my own personal mind, I'm trying to see what's wrong with somebody else when yet the Lord's saying, wait a minute, have you dealt with what's going on right here? So it, it, it's, I promise you, we're, 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 getting, we're building, okay? We're building some blocks, so stay with me. But what if, what if we really did it? What if we started to ask the Father, take away what's right here in front of me so that I can see people through your eyes? What if I stop looking through the filter of this and I start looking from heaven's perspective? Because that's what ended up happening in the car. I was seeing here, our, this is what we do. This is how we're called. That's not how I raise you. Ah, let's go back to this to be the filter for a moment. What if we really started diving in deep? Jesus, what do you wanna say? So let me find it in here. What do you really say about it? Here's the building blocks that Jesus is giving. He's saying, because nothing that he said didn't contradict this word. He was the fulfillment of the word. So if we're going to do that, we're not only going to try to hear what the spirit has to say, we're also gonna know we're gonna dive back into deep into where he wants us to be. And so it's the perspective that we look at that he says, be careful how we judge others because we're gonna be judged to our own standard, to that standard of how we teach. You see the next thing building block that he does is prayer. Verse seven says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. You see, prayer has to be our block that not only is it the one, um, is it a one and done and we're, and we're done with it for the day, but it's an everyday lifestyle that we get to walk in. Prayer is not just something that it's a, it's, a, it's a lifeline that when I'm in trouble, now I'll go to prayer. No, I get to walk in constant communication with the Father every moment of every day. There are times that don't get me wrong that you gotta lay out in the presence of God. I was talking with Pastor Rich about this this week. There's some times you gotta just pace in your room. You gotta lay yourself out and just say, God speak because your servant hears. And then there's other times that he just quickens us as we're at the store. He quickens us when we're talking to our kids. He quickens us as we're talking to our spouse. That kind of hurt for a moment, right? <laughs> but, he, but he quickens us because he loves us, because he cares for us. 
so that we can be more like him. Why? Because it's a building block for what he's doing in our life. Colossians chapter four, verse two, it says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. What is that telling us? It means that when I come into the presence of God, I'm coming with a prayer that says, God, I wanna be alert of what you're doing in front of me, but I also wanna be grateful for what you've already done. I wanna position myself in an area that I'm, I'm here, the Father's here. I wanna position myself here so that whatever you have to say to me, God, I wanna be thankful, why? Because when I begin to focus on the abundance that God has for me, it's when I begin to know his goodness because the enemy wants us to focus on the lack. Because when I focus on the lack, my, my alert mind is focused here. My, my mind of Christ that I've been renewing is focused there. When yet what the Father wants to do is bring us to the place in him and through him so that we can be thankful. But it starts with our attitude of gratitude. It's a building block. Please, I'm not trying to, to say all these things of like, we're gonna, you gotta figure this all out. No, 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 we're gonna get to the place where that we're, I'm gonna tell you the, the real secret of how we're gonna build these blocks together. And yet he's saying in Colossians, but we devote ourselves to prayer. One of the other things he says, do to others as you would like them to do to you. I am the one, I'm just gonna be, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you who out of me and my wife. I am the one, or I guess that just let you know, huh? Um, <laughs> one of us, that's what I should have said. One of us, when we go to the restaurant and the order is wrong, we'll send it back. One of us would never send it back. <laughs> I don't care if my steak is wrong. <laughs> Thank you. I will take it home. Can I get a box? <laughs> that is me. That is who I am. That is how I've done. I've worked in a, in a position at a place where um, unfortunately it was a service for parents and for people and mostly taking uh, pictures at a photography studio with, with a children's photography studio. So parents are staring at you and they're breathing down your neck as you're trying to hold their precious little baby that, you know, and get a good picture of them. So I'm, I'm, I know the nervousness and the, and the stress level that comes along with it. And so with that, I don't send it back. And, but yet here's the thing, do to others what you would like them to do to you. Jesus is teaching in chapter seven, but what if we were to treat everybody with that same respect? And I think what he's really trying to get at is the heart of the matter. I might not agree with you, but I'm gonna love you. I think what he's trying to get to is the heart of the matter, right? Because at the end of these, at the end of these verses, when we get down to it again, it's gonna say that they saw that he preached with real authority because it was different than the religious law that, he would, that they were being taught. So they did it different. What was the difference? was that Jesus was going after the heart before he was ever going after the outside. Why? Because that creates a spirit of perfection that I'm trying to get there, when yet what the Lord is wanting to do, it's a spirit of excellence. It's in my notes, I was actually gonna say that. It's a spirit of excellence. What is excellence? It means that I wanna please the Father first, because when I please the Father, I'm also gonna please men because people will recognize that I'm walking in the gift that he has for me. I'm walking out my true purpose and identity. Spirit of perfection says that I'm gonna, I'm gonna skin the fish before I ever catch it. 
But excellence says it's gonna take about three different tries before we get that fish into the boat and then we're gonna cook it. <laughs> I'm not a big fisherman, I'm sorry. And it's for that very reason, it takes way too long. I'm sorry, but Winco and Walmart are 10 minutes away from my house. <laughs> like, I can go in my PJs. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with that. Now again, I'm not, I'm, I know where I'm at. I know, I know who I'm preaching to. I know I just hurt Colton's heart a little bit. And so, um, but what if we did to others like we'd want them to do to us? Uh, oh, that's actually kind of crazy. This just popped in right now. I think Colton really walks this out. Because at youth camp, um, he came up this last year at youth camp. Um, again, I'm not a big fisherman. I don't, I don't even own a rod. I don't own anything. But my son, Isaiah, if you know Isaiah, he's an outdoorsman. Like if he could run outside, no shoes, no shirt, hopefully he has pants on, that's, that's his jam. And so we get to youth camp and my kids are with us. And I get a text message from my wife, a picture, and she says, you gotta see this. And I look, look at it and it's Colton standing next to my son as, as, as he's allowed him to use his, his fishing rod um, and, he's, and he's fishing with him. And I, I told Colton later, I said, you made the greatest impact in my life and in his life. Because what I felt like I didn't know anything about, this is where iron sharpens iron. This is why we need other people. Because Colton was saying, hey, I know what, your dad's trying to do this over here, but let me help you. It comes together. Why? Because we're a body. We're another build, building block in with each other, that we interlock with each other. Because why? Because we treat others like we would want to be treated. Colton was treating Isaiah how he would want to be treated. And at that moment, he made the greatest impact in his life. Still talks about it to this day. Um, and, and so it's like, it's one of those things that we got to look at. Here's a building block that we put on there, that we treat people as, as we see them. Not not even just how we want to be treated, but we want to treat people how Jesus treats them. We want to see people how Jesus sees them. So he, he goes into later, uh, the next thing he goes and he says, narrows the gate that goes to heaven. Narrows the gate that goes to heaven. And obviously the gate that he's talking about is Jesus himself. But John chapter 14, verse six, it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He lays out some bricks and he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except it comes through me. He lays out three different things and he says, the way, because he's the ultimate thing that we're shooting for. He's the ultimate purpose, the ultimate destiny. That's who I wanna run after is Jesus. He's the truth, why? Because it speaks identity into my life. It speaks authority into my life. It speaks who I am, no matter the situation or circumstance that surrounds me. And then he's the life, which means he's the giving force behind me. That when I am weak, he's strong. That when I find myself down, he lifts me up. That when, when I feel like I can't go on anymore, he's the one that wraps his arms around me and says, let's do this together again. No one comes to the father, but through me, I thought it was kind of interesting. This isn't in my notes. I was actually, while I was preparing to get up here, um, there's another story in the Bible where it talks about that they started to build to try to see God. Genesis ends up putting it together 
and the story in Genesis as, as the people are coming together to build this long, this big tower because their ultimate goal was, I wanna see, G- I wanna see God in heaven. I wanna reach the heavens. And yet what ends up happening is God ends up confusing them because they're not supposed to build that way. Why? Because it came out of selfish ambition. What if we were just, I mean, could it be that we wanna check our hearts and our minds? That, uh, and this is, has, has been my prayer, like, God, I wanna hear a word, but I just don't wanna hear a word because I wanna be able to speak that and say, look what God has done. No, I want a word because it, it gives life to my mortal body. It gives life to my children. It gives life to my family. It gives life to my, to my staff. It gives life to the people that I lead, God. Speak a word into me because I just don't want it to be that I reach into heaven so that I can be able to see you so I can say, look what I have done because that ends up becoming pride and selfish ambition. What ends up becoming is Jesus says, he wants to be the, life, the, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. Why? Because when we position ourselves again, and the heart that God, I wanna see, Jesus, I wanna see all that the Father has for me. So let me connect myself with you. Let me build with you, God. Let me build with you, Jesus, so that we can be able to see for what you really see. One of the other things he does is he says, check the fruit, verse 20. Check the fruit, he says, yes, just as you can identify a fruit tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Whoa. So let's be careful, why? Because we may be the only Bible some people will ever read. Okay, so let's be careful because, and check our actions because we may be the only Bible that some people will ever read. Do we want them to read our Instagram posts? Absolutely. Do we want them to read our Facebook posts? I I realize in the youth group, I always have to say Instagram because they think you... Facebook is a little bit outdated, but Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever social media website, we want people to read. Yes, because it's a tool to be able to use people, I mean, to be able to use people, to be able to reach people to, so they can know and they can see. But yet here's the thing though, but we want it to be when they meet us in real life, we want to match what we actually post about. And not only do we want to match what we want to post about, we actually want to be able to speak the life that we're telling them they should really follow. And I know this is kind of maybe a little bit more, this is a little bit more, um, it's building blocks. I was gonna say harsh, it's not harsh. Why? Because it's joyful, it's in the word and it's good. It means he loves us because who the father loves, he corrects. But he does it in such a loving and, 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 and amazing way for us to know that, because if I start to feel guilt and shame, do you know that's a lie from the enemy? When I feel like I no longer have a place at the table, that means the enemy's trying to keep me back. Not the father, because the father's saying, come sit with me, come talk with me, come hang out with me, come talk with me, I wanna talk to you. And yet it's like the guilt and shame. It's, it's just the exact same reason why um, Adam and Eve end up sinning and they are eating of the fruits, so they sin. And then the father comes walking in the garden and he's calling to them still. And they're hiding, why are you hiding? Because we're naked. Who told you you're naked? Who gave you that false identity? Who told you those things? When Stephen Wendy, or when Steve Backlund was here and he said that phrase, it was like this light bulb just went off in my head. Like, who told you that? So now when I start to hear those things, like the lies of the enemy starting to come against me, no, who's really speaking into my life? 
Am I allowing the Holy Spirit speaking into my life that's building the block? Or am I having it where the enemy's speaking to my life and the one tearing it out? There's a phrase that says, we must preach the gospel at all times. And if necessary, we'll use words. Jesus is laying some foundation and says, if you're going to be my true disciples, this is how we're gonna walk this out. Why? Because at the end of those verses, it says they, they were amazed because he spoke with real authority that went after the heart, not after perfection. If you can do these four things, then you'll be, you'll be good enough. No, 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 no. I get to be good when I come to the father and he makes me good. When I give my heart full heartedly to him and say, be the Lord and savior of my life, build me, shape me, mold me, create me more into your image because I know I'm already created in that image of God, but make me more like you, Jesus, every day. Verse 21, Jesus is talking and says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father will enter in. Because here's the thing, I really don't think it's about checking off boxes to say, I've done, I've done the Beatitudes, check. I've given, check. I've prayed, check. I've fasted, check. Should we do those things? Absolutely, we should do those things. But what Jesus is te uh, teaching us here, it's not so that we can check off boxes. It's so that we can position our heart to hear the will of the Father. It's not so I can check off the boxes to say, I did this today, I did this today. Don't get me wrong, I love checklists, it's amazing. Leah always prepares a checklist for me as she comes into my office and says, okay, we gotta talk about these things. Good, done, good, done. And she walks through all the lists with me, which sometimes it's like, ugh, another list. But it's like, it's okay, because I know what she's saying is we gotta get through these things. Then we start talking about what is God visioning? What is he doing in, in VCA and v, VHSM in our high school this coming year? What Jesus is saying is they're not a checklist, it's a foundational stone that we can put into the blocks of what he wants to do in our life. John chapter 14, verse 26, it says, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything I have told you. I know you're sitting there going like, Pastor Tim, that is a lot of things I'm supposed to remember to do. No, you don't have to remember anything. You just gotta remember this one thing. The Holy Spirit wants to lead and guide you so that you, he can remember all the things that we need to do. So that he can be the one working through us. Not so that I'm doing it of myself because I'm, at that point, again, I'm trying to perfect, I'm trying to do it of my own nature. No, I get to partner with God I get to partner with the Holy Spirit. I get to walk alongside Jesus and I get to fulfill the will that is for my life. It's like, he's saying like, you don't have to remember all the things, but what you do have to remember is what is our power source? I get to remember who do I actually connect myself to? You see, I know that some of you already saw it. And I, so I was thinking about it this week. Cha-cha-cha-changa. Um, I don't think that, I think it's Chia. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I think it's Chia, isn't it? Ch-ch-ch-chia. Okay. It's okay. I, I, already, I already did my performance with Pastor Christy and she's, and so we're gonna, we're gonna work on some things. Um, building blocks, building blocks. Okay, I think I can do this perfectly, hopefully, maybe. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> oh, Lord, I was almost there. 
Okay, we'll deal with that in a second. So, so here's, here's what ended up happening. So a couple weeks ago, I'm just in my own prayer time and I'm asking the Father. Okay, good. Um, and so what I'm, I'm talking, me and God are having this conversation and, and this Jenga appears in my mind. Can everyone see it? Okay. Jenga appears in my mind. And it was kind of like the language of the spirit, right? He starts talking to us in various ways, shapes, forms. And so I was asking God, like, what is Jenga all about? And so I had to do a little bit of research into the game. Now we own the game, um, but most, like most 99% of families and people, um, there's this little guide that we all throw away as soon as we get it. It's kind of like when you open the box of mac and cheese, you throw it into the trash, and then you go back to open up the trash can to figure out how much milk and butter you're actually supposed to put in it. Um, okay, cool. So I'm not the only one. You know what's funny though? I'm helping my son do this, and I'm helping my son put mac and cheese together, and I'm like, don't throw the box away. And he kind of looked at me and said, I know I do it all the time, but I'm telling you, don't throw the box away. You're going to need it, okay? Even, even after that, I went to go make mac and cheese for the family and I still threw the box away. <laughs> Who needs instructions? So while praying into today's sermon, like there was this, these, what I felt like the father was showing to us is remember that again, Bob's not our builder, he is. And so I wanted to, he, I believe what the father was showing us for me, for you, for today. There's some things about Jenga that I wanna kind of bring to your attention that I hope that we can do this. When it's all laid out, and I didn't want to lay it out, um, when it's all laid out, the blocks are everywhere. And you have to put in, in threes. You have to put them in threes to put them together. This isn't a magic trick, I promise. I'm not going to make something disappear. I'm just, I'm just showing you threes. And it started to remind me that there's something else in the, in the number three in the Bible. It's called the Godhead. <laughs> it's called the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's called that they work together because one by themselves is not gonna be able, if this was on the bottom, imagine with me, if this was on the bottom, this would be very unstable. This would be wobbly. But as the three come together, it creates the foundation of what we're supposed to be built on. When Jesus is talking on the Sermon on the Mount, what he's doing is he's laying foundation. He begins to even talk about, it. he's the way, the truth, and the life. There's three. Three, when you actually look it up, it's uh, a divine number of completion, wholeness, and even perfection. Because I can't do it by myself. I need three. And so when, you, when the, the blocks begin to be laid and, you, and you're going through, I, there's 54 blocks altogether in this. I didn't know that. I actually looked it up um, because I was like, how many blocks are actually in there? And I think it tells you on the instructions. Um, again, now I'm looking back in the trash, figuring out how much is on there. <laughs> but there's 54, there's 54 bricks. It's the completion of one thing and the start of something new. It's stability, abundance, pursue your passion. 54. It's saying that there's a, a completion of one and start of something new. Now, when I looked up uh, in Google and I started Googling like, who created Jenga? What was it for? Who did what? what you know, who made this? There really was nothing significant other than a lady was at a sawmill. There was little bricks and she started putting them together. 
And now it's a billion dollar industry that it does. But yet here's the foundation that Jesus begins to talk about and says that if we can build on what he's teaching us, our life will be successful. Why? Because I know that when I build on him, Bob's not my builder, Jesus is. I gotta be careful. I feel like I'm gonna push that over. But yet it's the stability, it's the abundance, it's the pursuit of your passion. So I looked up a couple of different things with 54. There's numbers are all over the place, but one thing that kept just popping out as I was Googling the number and I was putting things together was Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. And it says, sing, old childless woman, you, have, you who have never given birth, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor, for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. What does he say next in verse two? Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense. He says, build your house. What I feel like the father's saying to us today is start building because he's got some things he wants to accomplish in us and through us. If we could start to put our life together and saying, Jesus, like I, I wanna hear the Beatitudes, let it be a foundational piece. Jesus, I wanna, I wanna give, let it be a foundational piece. Jesus, I wanna walk in integrity, let it be a foundational piece. Jesus, I wanna speak life, let it be a foundational piece. Why? So that I can enlarge the house and build the addition that he's got for us this coming year. So we can be ready to possess what God wants to do for us. Verse three, it says, for you will soon be bursting at the seams your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the re, uh, ruined city. They're not gonna settle brand new ones. No, they're gonna rebuild because they're gonna say, you used to build like that, but what God wants to do in your life is this. They're gonna rebuild. I was, uh, I, I was talking with my kids and I was like, I'm gonna build some things, but guess what? You're gonna come behind me and you're gonna start building behind me because what I'm building is not a legacy for myself. So it can be, look what Pastor Tim has done. No, so I can build a thing that they can be a foundational piece in my children's life. That's how I go into internship with all of my interns. I'm constantly telling them, I'm building, I'm giving you blocks so you can build your life because I don't want you to face some of the things that I had to. I want you to build off of what I've already built because what's my ceiling is now gonna be their floor. It's the foundational piece within us. Does this make sense? Okay. Verse four, it says, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Everyone say, I'm not gonna live in shame. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not gonna live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood for your creator will be your husband. The Lord of, of heaven's armies is his name. He is your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. Why? Because we're no longer gonna live in shame because he's going to be our God. If we go back, it says, we're no longer gonna live in shame of our youth. Okay, it's not just about like, we all have those testimonies that what the Lord did for us when maybe we were a little bit on the younger side and we've done. But I don't think it's just looking back at that. I think it's also looking back at yesterday's mistakes and saying, I don't have to live in that shame because I've given it to Jesus already. I don't have to live in the guilt because I've already given it to him. Maybe it was even on the way here to church and someone cut you off and a word came out that you weren't expecting. Yet, yeah, but we don't have to walk in. The, I know I'm, 
I'm trying to lay some things here, okay? Like, listen. It's we no longer have to live in the shame. Why? Because he's going to, the creator, the Lord of heaven's army is our redeemer. He redeems. You see, there's 18 layers, um, 18 layers in this Django block. Again, Googling, doing all kinds of different study into it, research into it. I found that really what the Jewish tradition is, is they believe 18 when they give money, they give in, in forms of 18. This is Google. I am not saying this is true. I don't know, but uh, I read it online. So it must be true. And <laughs> you're with me, stay with me. You're all right, we can laugh, it's okay. And so 18, and it says that they actually will give gifts of $18, $36, so on and so forth. That's a lot of math. You can talk to Leah about math after we're done here. And so 18 in the Bible, it says that because it's a year of coming out of bondage. It's a year of renewal. It's a year of revive. What the father wants to do to us today is to remind us that there's a new life that he has for us. Because maybe we've allowed guilt, right? When we start playing this game, what do you do? I mean, if it's the rules are, you can only use one hand, one finger, and that's all you can use. Um, unless you're like us, we just use our whole entire hands and we just kind of pull it apart. But there's these things, I heard yes. Um, so there's these things that you start, what do you do? You start searching for the weak block. What does the enemy do? It says he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Because a block by itself is weak. He can, he can toss it for where it's at. But yet, when it becomes a tower, when we build that thing, but yet understand, know something. It's like he sees it. <gasps> Made the mistake. <gasps> thought the wrong thought. <gasps> Said the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun with me. But that's the way the enemy works is he starts pushing little blocks. And then he goes, I've got it. But it all of a sudden create, oh Jesus. <laughs> it all of a sudden creates the whole entire tower now can wobble more. But what does Jesus do? But he redeems. The guilt and shame in me says, ah man, it's gone. It's never gonna be returned. But what Jesus says is, nah, I came to get, give you life and life more abundant. What Jesus says is, no, 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 no. I went to death, hell and the grave to take the keys so that what we can do is actually place it and put it back for you. Galatians chapter five, verse 24, it says, since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirits leading in every part of our life. You see, there's this little thing. Again, most of us throw this away. It used to be back in the day, this used to be clear. Do you guys remember that? Okay, maybe not, sorry. Um, so it used to be clear. My, parent, my mom used to have it for us. It used to be clear. It's a guide. Why? Because with my own two hands, my own two hands, we can, we can try to push it as much as we can. But guess what? I'm always gonna be walking in perfectionism, trying to keep it all together, but yet there's still this little block that can't quite get fixed. And if you are one of my interns, you know that it really starts to upset me that it's like, I can't get it just quite right. Okay. Interns, don't you dare say amen. Okay. 
<laughs> and there they went. Hey, I gotta tell you, this coming conference, uh, there's gonna be a session of intern takeover, and we're gonna have six of our interns actually bringing the word during our conference. So it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a really good time. So it's not just for 12 to eight years old. Um, it's 12 to 18, young adults, even you adults, if you wanna come along, you can totally come and hang out. Buy your ticket, be there this week. It's gonna be awesome. But what the Holy Spirit does, what the Holy Spirit does is it brings the guide. What the word does is it brings the guide to make it now perfect in every way and now puts us together. Why? Because the enemy comes about because he's trying now to push that apart. But even if he tries to, there's a guide that he can't quite push it out now. Did it move? It did. But you know what Jesus does? Yeah, that's not gonna come out because I know who he's called to be. Uh, you're gonna try to push that one? Nope. Why? Because he's put the word of God in his life. That's now, I don't wanna hit too hard, but, but as, he, as he hits, it's now a protection. Versus if we were just here and we just went, bah, that would have been cool. But if just bah, the whole thing would go everywhere. I know, maybe afterwards. But that's what it ends up doing. Second Corinthians chapter five, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna end here. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 13 through 21. It's like a little bit of a lengthy reading. Please stay with me. 13, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it's for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from the human point of view. And at one time we thought of Christ merely from the human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Everyone say, I'm a new person. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Because I thought about, I, can, I have to hold this and then I have to hold this if I'm trying to do it better. But I know that if I can't do it all myself, I may have to have like a Colton or a Travis or somebody come along and push their hand to push the side. Why? Because we're calling people to come together because I'm not just building for my own, I'm building so that we can experience all that God has for us. For God is in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer, no longer counting people's sins against him, no longer looking at it saying like, oh, no, you're missing a block. Nope, you're missing a block. Nope, you're missing a block. No, no, no. You have everything because what Jesus has already paid and died for. But you know what you have to do? You have to recognize, I'm not gonna allow the enemy to push that block out anymore. I'm not gonna allow sin to push that block out anymore. It may be weak, but that's why I've got the word in the spirit to be able to come back and fix me again. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. 
for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we can be made right with God through Christ. Going back to, you gotta take care of the, of the log in your eye before you take care of the speck in somebody else's. Can I tell you, there's a log that all of us have to deal with and that's good. It's the cross of Jesus. It's the log that I actually want to be in my eye is his cross. It's his filter. Because Pastor Tim, how can I get all these things to be perfect? And to, You can't because it's never going to be. But you know who can? Jesus working through you. You know who can? When I repent of my sins. You know who can? When I be able to say, Holy Spirit, I need you to lead and guide me. I need you to protect me. I need you to protect my children. I need you to protect my wife. I need you to protect my finances. I need you to protect uh, this generation, God. I need you to protect our schools. I want you to protect our high schools. God, I want you to, to, to come alongside because I can't do it myself. So this morning, the plea is for you and I, quit building by yourself because Bob's not our builder. Jesus is. He's the one that restores. He's the one that forgives. He's the one that, that gets it right because what he wants to do is take you this morning and say, my son, my daughter, I've got you. It's the coolest thing as a dad to watch my younger ones try to put this together and they're just butchering it. And then the coolest thing as a dad to go, no, 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 I have dad powers, check me out. And I start putting it all together. To my, to my two little ones, they, they still think dad could do it all. To my older ones, they're now starting to figure out like, no, 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 no. But yet Christ does the same thing to us. Don't build by yourself today. Don't build alone today. That's a lie from the enemy. Don't think that, oh, I'm missing a block here. I'm missing a block there. He can never use me. No, 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 he can. Why? Because he redeems and he restores. So I don't know what you walked in here with, but I know what, how we can walk out. You may have walked in with some parts missing. But I know this morning there's a God who's gonna fill the gap, who's gonna bring us back to restoration with him. Would you stand to your feet as our prayer team comes to the front? I pray this made sense and I hope that it, I was able to communicate in the way that it, it could. But I wanted to, I wanted to give, give some time too for ministry here. Is that I just know that what God is doing this year is he's releasing saying, open the gates. It was prophesied over me this morning and I couldn't, pff, blew my mind. Open the gate. Why? Because we've allowed the enemy to come along and bring the guilt and shame. When yet this morning, what he's saying over us is we can stand right in his sight because the blocks that I need is the cross that he died on. The block that I need to, to fulfill for my purpose the blocks that I need to bring me into right standing with the Father is the cross that Jesus died on. And so this isn't a call to like, just if you've never given your life to Christ, I promise you today is the greatest day that you can. Today is the greatest day that you can. I wanna put that out there. If you've never given your life, if you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, our team would love to be able to pray with you, to talk with you, to spend time with you, to be able to walk you through that so they can, so you can be able to experience the life that he has for you. But maybe it's the hundredth time, maybe it's the thousandth time, maybe it's the millionth time, whatever it is. But today I know it's the God of restoration that is putting our blocks back together so that we can be more made in the image of him and we can walk out the calling that he has for us 
Why? Because he completes it so that we can go to the next level. And he completes it so we can go to the next level. So would you put your hands out? We get ready to end this morning. So Father, I thank you that you are a God of redemption. I thank you that you're a God of redemption, a God that redeems, that, that sets us on fire. Just say, Holy Spirit, be that block in our life today. Maybe we don't know the right answers, but Holy Spirit, give us the right answer. We know that you already have all the right answers. Just lead us and guide us. This week, as we are at, our, at school, at home, at our jobs, when we're just going about everyday life, Holy Spirit, wreck us this week. Wreck our hearts and our minds that we position ourselves. that like Colossians says that I'm going to keep my mind alert, but my heart thankful that I can position myself in alignment with what the Father wants to do in each and every one of us. Thank you, God, for people that come along and help us know, hey, the brick's a little bit off. Let's fix it, let's put it back. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit that convicts us, that says, hey, that block, let's put it back. It needs to be fixed just a little bit more. Thank you, Lord, that we're not walking in perfection, but we're walking in, in the spirit of excellence because we are children of the Most High God. And what you ask us to be is little children. So I just say right now that our hearts would begin to beat again. Our mind would begin to dream with you again. Our eyes would begin to see the vision that you have in front of us. I ask that even into our mortal bodies, let it let into our bodies, our bones, um, sickness and disease that you have to go this morning in Jesus' name, because we have a purpose and a plan that we're gonna walk out with Jesus this week. We just say spirit of confusion, you gotta go. We say spirit of, of adoption, you gotta go. I'm not adopted, I wear the name of my father. <laughs> yeah, and I walk in his authority, I walk in his presence. And so Jesus, we just thank you for the word that you have given to us that we get to build because we get to seek your kingdom first, your will be done on earth, in me, in my marriage, in my family, on my finances, at my, at my work, at school, wherever I go, you're doing a work. Help me to recognize, help me to see it this week because I wanna see people through the love of Jesus. And Father, I just say <clears throat> to those that have felt guilt and shame this week, come home. You don't have to feel that anymore. You have a loving father. You have a loving family here that loves you and cares for you, wants to embrace you, wants to walk with you. And so we just thank you for it this week. I just feel like, it, I know we normally just end and we just say, if you wanna come forward and receive prayer, but I feel like, Let's do, a, let's do an act. Let's, let's really prophetic act. If you've just needed to rebuild and just be reminded, or you just needed to spend some time, would you step out of your seat real fast and come on down? If there's anybody that says, this is not guilt or shame, like, oh my gosh, they didn't have their life together. No, no, no. We're saying, hey, I had some blocks. I don't want to push back together. I've got a calling on my life that I'm going to walk out. Is there anybody in the house that wants to do that? That wants to come forward? If you do, yeah, yeah, come on down. Come on down. Anybody else? We've got some more coming down. Perfect, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on down. Come on down, come on down.
for those of you that have, that have come down, I just really have I've heard since the beginning of this service. It's like, get ready, expand the house because you're making the, the prophetic that, hey, I'm ready to take on the next. I'm ready for what God has for me. So prepare and be ready, expand the gates. And maybe you wanted to come down and in your heart, you're down here in the front, but in, in your body, you're there at your seat. That's totally okay too, because Holy Spirit can still do a work. And he wants to do that in your life this morning. And so Jesus, I just thank you for every one of these people. Our prayer team are gonna go around and our pastors that are here, they're gonna be praying for you guys. We'd love to get the chance to come forward so that way they can step through. They, they need to know who you are. So step out, step, step forward for me. But as we end here, I just know the Father is expanding. The Father's moving. The Father is moving and shaping and forming this morning and we get to partner with him. So Jesus, be with us this week. Walk and talk with us. Let my eyes be open and my ears to hear what you have to say to us. Quicken us so that we can be more like you. Quicken us, Father, so that we can be able to feel your, your peace, your love, your comfort. And we just say your will be done in our life as it is in heaven. That heaven blueprint be downloaded into our hearts today. That heaven blueprint be downloaded uh, for my marriage into my mind today for my children into my mind today, for our grandchildren into our hearts today, for what you wanna do for each and every one of us. That we silence the lie of the enemy that we've, we've let it pass, our time has is, is come and gone. That's not true. No matter how old or how young we are, we silence that voice. We still got a work to do. We still got a God to pursue. We've still got people that need, that need to hear about the gospel of Jesus. So we thank you for letting us partner with you this week, Jesus, that you're not only building our life for us, but you're building our life to work through us for the next person. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.